Friday edition of the podcast. Yeah, it's late. We're doing the podcast on Friday. Had a little bit of a situation early in the week, but we got through it. Technical difficulties always come through. It's like one technical difficulty after another, just like some people's teams. Absolutely. That's great tie-in. I like that. Uh, That was Dean. He keeps it so clean. Tiki Barber. I'm Robert Trey Mason. I feel like I'm talking like, and like I like I'm hosting a jazz radio station right now. Yeah, next up. Yeah, smooth jazz brought to you by. Okay, let's get into it. We're in week nine now, right? Week nine. Yeah, it's week nine. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's week thirty. The way this season's going, I'm not gonna lie to you. Week eight, though. Let's talk about week eight. Let's get into the Little Woods opening drive. Let's talk about week eight. What went down? Some of the disappointments. Some of the people that are probably a little bit happier that they skated by with a win after not really putting up a good performance. Some people should be happy. Last week was pathetic. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm going to say is there were at least three teams at least three teams that scored with less than ten within less than ten points of a hundred points, give or take. Uh, you know whether some of those teams were above a hundred points or less than a hundred points. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, you know the league's starting to separate. We're seeing who's good, who's bad. Uh, you know we're finding out who the villains are, and um, you know some of these guys are bad guys. Yeah, some are not. They're not the fan favorites. You know. Uh, they're not teams that people are rooting for. They're not, you know, they're not getting the backing uh, that they probably want from certain certain fan bases. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I know one thing. Uh, you know, the MFR fan base, as mad as they were earlier in the year, this year, as mad as they were with that owner, there, I, they changed their tune last week because we saw a stellar performance from that team. Do you think the bandwagon is getting a little fuller after last week's game? Yeah, these guys look like a lot of these Cubs fans that we were just, we've seen in the last couple weeks, and uh, you know everybody's real happy now. Everybody's happy when you know things are going great. So a lot of fair fair weather fans on that end, and uh, you know, uh, once again, this Dick Duckle Push team just can't catch a break. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, they scored 175 points and somehow still get beat by almost 20 points. Uh, would have beaten everybody else in the league uh, except for the MFers who they played, unfortunately, um, which it gives the Knuckle Push three losses in a row. Playing a tough schedule, uh, it's been tough. Uh, 
It's been really tough. It's, it's been really, really tough. Really I'm, you has. know, just as somebody that stands back and kind of watches what happens yeah. like week to week. You know, I'm not impartial to any particular team, uh, but you know, we call it straight down the middle. Yeah, just straight down the middle. Just looking at it objectively. Uh, this guy, three out of his four losses, uh, the person that you know, the team that he's played has scored the high point total for that week, and uh, currently he's had the strongest schedule in the league this year. So you know, this guy's really having a hard go of it in the last couple weeks. Uh, but, you know, speaking of villains again, um, you know, I would say that, you know, tying it back into the knuckle push, this Tim's terrific team, you know, what I think happened here is I would relate him to kind of like a scarecrow character, the villain from Batman, where, you know, he uh, put on his little mask and he shot his uh, little gas serum up in the air. And then, you know, next thing you know, the dick knuckle push is, you know, sitting around. They're all crazy. It looks like people got bugs crawling out of their eyes specifically. LaShawn McCoy because this guy he can't get his knees straight. That's right. Uh, or Binden or whatever they do, whatever knees do. Somehow the Triple T's trade away their best two teams and still score 120 points and win somehow. I don't understand. This league makes no sense. It, it's just it's unbelievable. The the upside down. Can I say upside downness? Yeah, upside sure. downness. Can we say that? Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go with upside downness. <laughs> Stranger Things, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, this league is unbelievable. I mean, the uh, the Doug's Lemmings team somehow scores 122 points and wins against the Bulls, who we've talked about in the past. They've traded away everything possible. Every yeah. possible. The Water Boy <laughs> got traded last <laughs> week. I heard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Bobby Boucher's gone. Uh, you know, this is a team that's not comfortable, that's being to being in first place. You know, they're trying they what they did last week from what I could tell <laughs> is uh they were like, Man, this is the, we're at the top of the mountain. Let's uh tie a rope to a boulder and fixate it to our feet and toss that mother off the side of the mountain. Yeah, and it's, they, it's a team that's not descent, comfortable. Being the descent has started. Yeah, it's it's Oh, and it's not a it's not a slow it's not a slow fall either. This thing is rapidly approaching the ground. Yeah, it's you know you think you know like we've been seeing with the Zick knuckle push. He's kind of a guy that you know maybe he took a wrong step going up the mountain and he seems to be falling down, hitting his head on every single rock available. <laughs> this 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 uh, this cockeyed sucking bulls team is just in a straight flat out descent there are there's nothing in his way there's no. nothing to stop him it's as if he's got a squirrel suit on and he's soaring to the ground it's not it uh, somehow he has managed to completely sell his team and uh and draft picks and, and yeah and touch on that way yeah and draft picks to uh to somehow keep losing I, i'm not sure uh what's going on in the front office uh the has-beens you know they win again. Again, they win. Uh, well, you know, but they played the Blue Water Tower, sheesh. who um, didn't score 100 points again this I'm week. I'm still trying to decode so, that team's strategy and their name. Yeah, so, I'm not sure. You know, we're nine, we're eight, nine weeks in at this point. I'm still perplexed. Yeah, not sh- not sure. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, I mean, they haven't scored over 125 points uh, in a long time. It looks like fantasy lives matter. It looks like those lives will matter next season when this team really gives it a real shot at winning some games. That's very true. Um, they, they made some trades. Um, there, you know what? There was a lot of trades that were made uh, this past week. 
particularly uh, just one night, there were four separate trades that were made in one night. Uh, couldn't believe it. I was sitting at home. I got a text from you. You know, yeah, you better check right. this out. Was, yeah, right. You know, I got the inside track <laughs> well, on everything that's going on. Well, so, uh, you know, it was actually I got a little message from Jeff Bell, who he said I got an inside scoop. I hacked the message board, and that's uh, right. He said uh, you got to check these trades that are going down. There, you are never going to believe it. And Fantasy Lives Matter is going to cash it in. And you know, he's like, I was real high on that team. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the next thing you know, good. Bye-bye season. It's all it's all downhill from there. Uh, yeah, they, they decided they were going to uh, sell and sell fast and try and get uh, as much as they could out of everything that was going on. You got to hand it to this guy. He got as much as he could for, you know, what he, was trying, what he was serving up. I mean, I mean we've talked about gracious. Bef- yeah, we've talked about before, you know, you got the two draft pick cap. So basically. A lot of restrictions. Know, you're, you, yeah, you're trying to get as much as you can. Uh, with the players that you have, whether it be trying to get keepers or trying to get his two highest draft picks that you possibly can. And that's what he did. He went out and got a first-round pick plus a second-round pick. And let's not forget, he got Prescott right. in, in one of the deals to trade away Todd Gurley. And he got Devontae Parker, who is, you know, that's not a terrible, you know, possible keeper for next year either. Um, the Prescott thing, man, you know, tr- the the Llamas trading away Prescott, who potentially can be the franchise quarterback yeah, that, for there, Dallas. Yeah, there is no guarantee that Romo's coming back at this point. Absolutely. And, and plus they traded away their number one for, you know, Todd Gurley, who can be kept for two years. But it's an awful high price to get a guy that uh, – well, he's Is performed it, as a mediocre running yeah, back so far this he's season. He's not a top five running back. You know, it's it's been a situation where uh, you're not getting as much production as you would want. So getting a, giving away a number one is kind of tough in my eyes. Yeah, I think two things happened here with these trades. Is that number one, uh, this uh, this Llamas team, like we saw in a couple weeks past, they felt the pressure that you know we need we need to make a trade to make sure that we're going to be in a comfortable spot to a be making the playoffs and b uh you know be an effective team in the playoffs so uh, i think this team was a little desperate a little desperate looking for a running back i know that that's something they've been looking for uh, a couple weeks past and two uh you know historically speaking i've seen this happen before where you know uh it was just kind of the perfect storm here where this fantasy lives matter team they always ask way too much uh, whenever they're cashing the season. And you always see this, that they're always, you know, they, they think they're, they overvalue the players significantly. And uh, uh, it was just a perfect storm uh, in terms of the situation that uh, the llamas are looking so desperate and the fantasy lives matters overvalued their players. And you know what, you know, it came out the winner here. Fantasy lives matter once again, once again, and trading away Devonte Adams, Excuse me, to the sucking bulls for uh, Devontae Parker in a second round pick. Now, wow, you know, we talked about it a little bit before the show. I mean, Devontae Adams is not even the number one on the Packers, he's hardly the number two. Yeah, he's more so the number three. Now, I will say that, uh, yes, uh, Devontae Adams has had some good weeks. 
he has put up some points. Uh, I understand that. But he's not a guy that's, you know, you're not giving up a second-round pick for that guy in, in most leagues. In most leagues, you know. And uh, I'm not Certainly sure. Certainly not in a 10-team league like this. Not sure what the Bulls were thinking. Uh, maybe a little desperation, too, after uh, maybe feeling some well, pressure from all the other trades that they made earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, I uh, I think they made some ill-advised trades earlier in the season, Got kind of got taken advantage of, and they were thinking, all right, it's time to bounce back. I'm for sure pretty much going to be in the playoffs at this point. Um, you... Yeah, I, I, this team will be in the playoffs. I was, I was yeah. almost second-guessing myself there. But, yeah, this team will be in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, so they're like, okay, now I need to be competitive after I traded away all of my players that I had that, to make me competitive. Right. And uh, they were feeling the pressure. And then they go out and make this trade where, again, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter comes out clearly ahead on this one. This, is, this one blew my mind. This Bulls team... It's almost. It was almost like that game seven of the World Series, where like the Cubs win despite Joe Madden almost. Right. You know they're winning despite. You know they're winning. That team is winning despite their owner. They're going to be in the playoffs despite the moves that had happened in the front office in that team. Absolutely. And then another trade that happened uh, this week, and I know it's kind of rubbed you the wrong way. We talked about it early in the week. Um, Blue Water Tower. We've talked about how they should try and cash in kind of like what fantasy lives matter just did this week uh try and get as high as draft picks as possible let's try and play for next year you you know this team looks like it's going to finish dead last uh and they go out and trade mike evans to doug's lemmings for a very uh, clear number one uh, absolutely number one wide receiver let's put up big numbers all year um to, and he traded him to Doug's Lemmings for a J, 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 J? Yeah, that the was his name. Back, That's his name. Yeah, the running back from Miami who, you know, we has had yeah, what? You two were just weeks? talking about this. This all translates. You know, you just said the same thing where, you know, we talk about a guy that had a couple good weeks. He's had a couple good weeks, two good weeks. And does that warrant uh, trading a very clear one of the best number one receivers, really? We're talking about one of you know, like fantasy value wise. This is guy is really the only option on that team. You know, if we're going to be realistic in terms of people that have talent, and he trades him away for somebody that was number one in the running to be splitting time at the beginning of the season with Foster, lost that job even, right, and then has come back and had two good weeks. But I mean, let's be realistic. How uh, is how what is that going to continue on for the, the re- remainder of the season? Besides the fact that, what does that even matter to you at this point, Blue Water Tower? What difference is that even going to make? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, this is this is a player who was averaging six to ten points, you know, the first four weeks of having the job, and then he has two back-to-back weeks where he had some. He had two big games. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Uh, but is that a guy that, that you try and pick up uh, who may not even be the starting running back next year for the Dolphins? 
and you don't get a draft pick out of trading an, a top five wide receiver, uh, it doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, you got to get a draft pick there. Not really sure what the thought process was there. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, you're kind of dancing into the realm of some type of weird collusion or one owner helping out another. I'm not sure. You know, it's really a trade that flew under the radar. Nobody even mentioned in the message word, from what I understand. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> It kind of was big implications, though. This Lemmings team is trying to make a push. Absolutely, uh, you know they, you know, and and it it was a factor last night. I mean, right away he gets him, and Douglas Lemming puts him right in the lineup, and he gets thirty eight points right out of the gate. Uh, you know, so already it's it's put huge pressure on the rest of the league. Granted, they were playing a terrible secondary in that Falcon secondary. That defense is not good. So this may be, again, we're talking perfect storm. I love George Clooney. I love Mark Wahlberg. It's just that, you know, it's something that really gets my juices flowing over here. But, uh, you know... I, what else can you say? This is a something that, you know, this deal this deal has more implications than just this week where they're playing the terrible Falcons. You know, we're talking about uh, a team where this is the only option that Winston has. Absolutely. This is it. Well, and, and if you look at it, this is the eighth-ranked player, for, you know. Uh, 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 he has scored 179 total points this season. He's been unreal, really. That's more than some quarterbacks in this league. Uh, he has scored nearly 20 points every week. He has a very favorable schedule the rest of the way. I mean, to not get a draft pick out of that deal, a high draft pick, a top five draft pick, blows my mind. Not sure it's, what, uh, the, what was going on. Yeah, what, what's Okay, so here's the crazy thing about this league is that, you know, they're pushing for more trading to happen. Um, you know, and maybe some of the owners are right in terms of reeling some of this trading in because some owners clearly just don't know how to trade in this league. Or if that's not the case, there are some crazy deals going on here where you have to question people's honor in the league as to whether or not we're talking about them keeping their integrity because, uh, A, you see this Devontae Adams trade going off, and that's a second round. You get a second round pick there? Correct. And then then you go to this trade where you have a guy that had two good weeks, and you're trading and getting a very, very clear number one, and you only get a draft pick. He's probably None a of top this adds five up. wide it's, receiver. It, it, the market in this league makes no sense. It's as, if people, it's as if people don't pay attention to the other trades. The market has to be set, and then you move from there. You know, that's what happens. Then, and then you can, you know, there have been enough trades where you can establish what the market is and what the outliers are in this league, where you can see that some people have clearly overpaid in previous trades that have actually already happened. There have been a lot of, a lot of trades that have happened this league already. Right. And, I'm, and I, we've, we've seen on the message board there have been plenty of disgruntled people uh, about a lot of the trades that have happened in this league, uh, and then somehow this trade kind of just got swept under the rug, and nobody really mentioned it. Uh, it never really got brought up as far as uh, what happened 
for this trade and why more wasn't given and and there wasn't much of an uproar for it. Yeah, well, well, the, I think the craziest thing that I saw pretty much, uh, and the, you know, this may be the topper for the whole season, honestly, uh, that there hasn't been any discussion on the message board for this. Uh, but then if you actually go back and look at the true message board, there was an, you know, there's a, a whole long post there by, by the Blue Water Tower uh, saying, you know, I'll take on any comers, you know, UFC 217, I'll face you or whatever UFC battles coming up. Anyways, this guy's fired up. He's mad that people are talking behind his back. Uh, it's pretty easy to talk behind somebody's back whenever they leave the message board. So, you know, like pretty much everything is said behind their back because they literally are blind, I think. Or, well, I will have to say, though, somebody, somebody's somebody got a spy somewhere. There's a spy. There's some inside work going on there, I think. There's a spy somewhere, and uh, we don't know who it is. We're getting to the bottom of this. We have our people on it. There's a lot of investment. Yeah, we're we're gonna find out who it was, and uh, you know the thing is, is that uh, it was a bad trade. It was Plain not, and simple, it wasn't a good trade. It was not a good trade. Plain and simple, it's a bad trade, and it it's very questionable looking. Where a team that's very clearly in last pa- place, and uh, you know he trades a trade that's straight up, very rare. Period. That's ha- you know there's been a few of those this season, and they've been. Very highly debated once they went through, and this trade somehow flies under the radar, and it goes to a team that is trying to make this playoff push that's been having some of the best luck so far of any team this season, this Doug's Lemmings team. This team is not good. Let me ask you something here. Let's. Uh, we've seen a lot of trades being made, maybe more so than we've seen in years past. Um more trades, I would say, um, with uh, with different teams. Uh, uh, last couple of years, we've seen trades happen with uh, just maybe uh, you know one or two teams have really just traded with each other. I think we've kind of seen more teams getting involved in trades this year. Uh, what are some of the things that you think is wrong with the landscape of the trades? That that have happened this year. Now we've seen some trades that got a lot of a lot of uh, criticism. We've seen trades that uh, have been fair that nobody's really said anything about, and we've seen trades that are unfair that nobody said anything about. So, what is your perspective on the trades that have happened this year? And you know, we have the deadline coming up next week, so you know. Do you think there's going to be some more trades being made? You know, w- give me a, your perspective on the landscape of the, the trading market that has been this year. Yeah, so this year has been interesting. This year is definitely the outlier. Uh, the, you know, I, I have to say, we're happy to see the amount of trading that's gone on. It's been interesting. It's made the season more interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's probably been this is probably the most trades we've seen in years for this league. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. This, you know what? Honestly, this year, if we probably look, if we look at the number of like not just transactions but players traded, uh, it has to be it 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 may equal the amount of trading that had had happened in this league. All other years combined, almost. Yeah. You know, if we're just talking about players being traded. Right. Which is good. And, uh, you know, what I think going forward, so I'll start here at at the beginning. Going forward, I think it is tapped out. We're not going to see any more trading. 
And that's because of the restriction of the draft picks. You know, this has handicapped the league. It's handicapped any of this trading, you know, lucrative trading that could happen for any of these teams. And so, you know, I think going forward with the deadline come up, you might expect or would like to see, uh, you know, some big transactions going down. Um, But honestly, I think the biggest trade of the season that's going to be the least talked about message board wise is going to be this Evans trade. And it could have the biggest implications towards the end of the season, and I think that's going to be the last big trade. I got to be honest. Do you think that the ability to trade player for player has gone away in this league? Being oh, able you- to take, you know, the, say player A who is valued at this and trade him for player B that's valued equally just straight up? Or do you think owners, especially owners that may be lower in the standings value their player way higher. So they're going to expect the highest draft pick or two or three players rather than an equal swap. Well, I, well, okay. So I can't, there are certain people that I can't fault for wanting to get, you know, certain owners that I can't fault for wanting to get the most, for what they're trying to trade at this point because they're building for next season. Um, so, I, you know, I I don't think... Th- I don't have an issue with that. Um, I think the bigger underlying issue in this, in this league is that people don't understand what a... what how to, what, how to understand what the market is set at. People don't understand players' values which is very clear from all the number of trades that happened this season and a lot of them have been and you know highly questionable and uh so people don't understand what the market is don't people don't understand where the market is getting set and then two uh you know i i think as this league goes forward we could see a lot more player for player trades in future years because people will understand how to value players and how to value trades. You know, that that's the biggest thing, is that I think this league struggles because there's been so few trades in the past that they don't they don't understand what what to do, you know, trade wise. They just like some of them are absolutely inept. Do you think it's more or less let me put this on you here. Um it's a I'm going to try and help myself as much as possible. It's not going to be a let's do what's best for both of us type of thing. Like, you know. There's clearly a lot of that going on. Right. There's clearly a lot of, uh, you know, let me see if I can take advantage of this guy or, you know, you know, I, which is disgusting. But, uh, you know, it's, well, I think that also speaks to a bigger issue in this league, which is nobody respects anybody. There are certain players that just don't respect, right. you know, certain owners that just don't respect other owners. And it's disgusting. And, uh, you know, those, you know, the guys that don't have respect for anybody, uh, you know, a lot of other people don't have respect for them. And those guys don't know how to offer fair trades. And, uh, you know, I, I can't uh, fault some of the things from some of the people that have said certain things on the message board or even in private messages from what i understand there have been a couple WikiLeaks that i've had you know i've had sent to me you know oh, i understand no. that uh you know 
uh, some owners are frustrated with other owners or other owners just calling some owners out saying, you know, that trade was not fair and you know it was not fair and, uh, you know, we're disgusted with you. Now, what do you think, you know, we're, we're going to con- kind of continue to talk about just because the deadline's next week, but what do you think are some of the things going forward in this league for next year and years after that could maybe rectify this, that could maybe make it not necessarily easier to trade because I think we've seen in years past that no matter what the rules are, people are reluctant to trade regardless. Uh, what, what do you think in your mind after seeing this league for the since the beginning, you've been following it very closely, what do you think are some of the things that this league could do to maybe – Rectify some of the challenges of trading and maybe some of the challenges of maybe not screwing each other over so much. Oh, well, I think there's two major things. Uh, I think the two most intriguing things I've heard and uh, change wise in this league is A, open the league up to uh, any draft pit, you know, free trading. Uh, a full-on free trade market, not restricting how many draft picks you can trade. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if the issue was in the past that people got frustrated that certain people had better picks than other people. You know, like that that person did their work the season before to get those picks, and it's their job to make those picks work for them. As we can, as we've seen in the last couple years, just because you have a bunch of first-round picks doesn't mean that. Uh, your next season, you're going to be guaranteed to be in first place. And in many cases, it means you're going to be in the in last place for a certain amount of the season. And the other thing that I think that is the most intriguing is uh, the uh, removal of the kicker position and replacing that with some type of flex player. I think that has uh, big implications and um, could change a lot of dynamics in this league for people that – you know, the kicker is not a position that many people think about, uh, you know, because it really is, you know, just kind of grabbing it, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're, you're just grabbing a kicker and you don't know what's going to happen. There's no way to truly evaluate any of these kickers, nor there's any way, any predictability as to what they're going to do week to week. Uh, but flex players or players in general, if you have that flex spot, there's some regularity there, and I think that will increase the amount of skill needed from owners, uh, which will add some competition to this league and uh, separate you know, the good owners from the bad. Now, what do you think as far as, um, you know, you, you touched on basically a free market as far as trading goes. Um, why do you think some owners, you know, because obviously this was voted on, this past off season, why do you think some owners uh, voted against the free market as far as trading goes? Uh, do you think it's more or less of uh, they don't want certain owners to have the ability to rack up those draft picks or like you know just fire selling teams? You know what? What do you think? I don't get that. You know, I I. Th- I don't know what the motive is behind it. I think people are scared of change. I think that, you know, I, I think it was said best by, I think, I think the commissioner, one of the co-commissioners last week, they were like, this is a legal of a lot of traditionalists, I think was the comment. And um, and it's true. This, you know, none of, 
none of it makes any sense. I don't understand what some of these owners, you know, uh, reservations are about opening this league up to, uh, you know, free trading. But like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I think they're, you know, I will say this. There are certain owners in this league I know, uh, you know, I know what the issue is, is that they, they're afraid of change. And they're afraid of getting taken advantage of because they're usually the, they're usually the people get taking advantage of other people, and I think that is the biggest issue. Yeah, I don't I don't like it at all. I don't I don't, I I would like to see maybe more of a free market. Uh, I think it's interesting when you have a little bit more of a free market. I think you give you give owners kind of the flexibility to uh, be creative with some trade with some trades. Uh, we have, we're going to go to the phone. Okay, we're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, sorry to cut cut it off there, uh, Dean, but we're going to go to the phone lines. We have a caller right now. Hello, caller. You're on. <laughs> Is this Robert? Is this Dean? I, I can't believe it. I, I actually made it through this time. Well, how are you doing tonight, sir? You sound pretty excited oh. to be on. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm just so excited I call in. Every night, I know you. I know you guys don't record every night, but I call every night, and I just want to say I'm so happy I made it through. Uh, I I love the show. I have a first time, long time. That's for sure. Well, we're happy to have you on. Uh, you know, the floor is yours. We're just, you know, what is what is it that you're wanting to talk about? Yeah, what's on your mind? Well, I have I have everything to talk about, and. I'm going to start off by saying the goddamn Fantasy Lives Matter, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter, and it's more like goddamn uh, freaking Blue Lives Matter, goddamn All Lives Matter, goddamn No Lives Matter, goddamn finality of life, nobody matters at all. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm trying to get a read on what what your take is on that team. Does that mean you don't like that team? You do like that team? I love to... them. I think they're just the best. <laughs> you like them, so you're <laughs> so you're pretty excited about the th- everything they've just done this past week. Kind of trading away some stuff, getting some draft picks for next year. You're pretty excited about it. I think they are making some smart moves. They know what they're doing. They are trying to really push this. Blue water tower team out of the water tower, and they're saying uh, petticoat junction. I don't think so. This is fantasy last matter. I am going to take it to the house. Not this season. Next season. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know what? You're. I got. I'm on board with that one. This guy is playing for next season. This guy made a lot of trades. He's picking up draft picks. Uh, you know, I do like that petty choke coach reference. That's excellent stuff. Uh, well, they were all bathing in the water tower. We knew it from the beginning. <laughs> we practically knew it from the theme song. 
because that's when we saw it. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, so you like that Fantasy Lives Matter team or Blue Lives Matter? I, I'm not sure. All what, lives what, matter. Yeah, really. whatever, whatever that means. Uh, so is there any, do you have any other hot takes of like any other teams? Well, the next ever... thing I'd like to say, if, if the floor is mine, I'm going to take it. The floor is all yours. Hey, the next yeah. thing I would like to bring up is I cannot believe this Tim's terrific team. They stripped down to their skibbies. They got desitin all over their bottom. They got wrapped up in a little diaper. Is that diaper they, laid on their back. they got laid on their back and fantasy lives matter preparing for next season. Just suckled all over Tim's terrific toes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they right. put no, Tim's right. terrific metatarsals in their mouth and they tickle them with their tongue. And we all just know we love Tim's terrific team too. It was hard to see them face each other this last week. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Uh, again, t- Tim's toes are getting brought up. Uh, this guy's toes are attractive. We know he, he keeps them hairless, number one. Number two, I'm pretty sure he gets those things. Shaves them with a straight razor. We can all respect it. <laughs> yeah, it is something that we can definitely all respect. That's for sure. Uh, you know, anything, Hey, the anything... contour of a toe. We all know the contour of a toe. It's hard to follow. You're going to bring a straight razor down on that thing. It's like playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You really got to respect a guy who's <laughs> yeah. willing to take a straight razor to their toes. Yeah. It's like speaking of fire, it's like shaving a log or something. You know, there's a lot of curves and stuff. We might have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm making a connection there. The but next yeah. thing I'd like to say is the has playing Blue Water Tower. I don't know who they think they are beating up on the little guys, but I'm happy to see them pull through with the W because I hate them till the very last breath of my life. Wait, Tim, Tim or the has-beens? The has-beens. Yes. Do you not, have you not been following the schedule? The has-beens played Blue Water Tower this last week. They beat them. I'm appreciating the W, but I hate every goddamn second that I have to look at their stupid fucking name on the top of the leaderboard. It drives me absolutely bonkers. All right, I'm going to have to... Okay. Hey, man, hey, man. we got the F- mouth, FCC, okay? buddy. You got to watch your mouth. You can't, are you hey, been, you've hot been... takes... Yeah, Wait, we respect the hot yeah, takes. Yeah, we like it. We like it. You, you <laughs> got You got to pull, right. pull back on the curse words just well, a little bit. Well, sorry about bit. that. I come in hot. I, I want to just say that I'm very sorry. My Christian God does not appreciate the cursing either, but sometimes I cannot help it. Apparently, you've had too much holy water tonight, so we can understand. If that's, what, if that's what you consider Bud Light, which I do, I appreciate it. That is the holiest of holies. That's all I have to say. Now, I'm just curious. I wanted to get a little bit of uh, your taste on this Doug's Lemmings team. Uh, Can you make sense of what that name means? Uh, Do you like Doug? Do you know about his Lemmings? Is there anything you could expand upon there? Now, Doug's Lemmings, we all know he's a follower. He doesn't know shit. Again, excuse my language, but he practically bases every move that he makes in the 
in the league off of everything that Dick Knuckle Push does. And I have to say that if I can't say shit, how can I say Dick Knuckle Push? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good valid point. Okay, you bring up a good point. Okay, you bring up a good point. Uh, well, we're gonna let it slide for right now. Okay, you can say. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. More on Doug Fleming. This guy, he's sitting at number six with a four-four record, and I don't even believe it because his points four is absolutely trash, terrible. We want to just throw him into the garbage disposal, <laughs> shoot him up, throw him down, yeah. and make him look like a clown. Wow, I like it. You got you rhyme well. Uh, I like all of your references, the blue collar work, like installing garbage disposal, things like that. You sound like a real blue collar guy that just appreciates a good. I have a hundred million dollars in my bank account. I don't appreciate that. I'm rich as shit. Please. Keep your assumptions to yourself. What is your name? My name? Do you want to hear it? <laughs> We'd love to hear well, it. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, if you want to say it, you don't have to say well, it. I'll say it out loud, can... but only if you want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man. Say sure, it, dude. Yeah, say, say it. it, buddy. It's Charles Richard Gibson. <laughs> I'm a lieutenant of the 1st Brigade of the goddamn United States Army. I also made a ton of money in oil drilling. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> in where? Like drilling oil. Texas or like in the Middle East? Cause... None of your business. <laughs> oh, he's not going to tell you. That's that's for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, can you can you spit a little bit of the hot takes on what you think is going to happen this week? Just give me one second. I'll look at the matchups. It takes me a little bit of time. I'm running on DSL. you're on DSL. For having a hundred million dollars. I thought you thought you had like some army maps or an oil field right. map up, and you had Pull to switch up your over. Yes, I do. But also, Perfect. it's on DSL. So just yeah. because I'm looking at army maps doesn't mean. I can't also be on DSL. No, you're right. Again, you're right. with we the assumption. Wrong. No, you're right. We're wrong. Sorry. We're sorry. wrong. Sorry. Sorry. You got All a certain right. personality just because you're a military guy. I don't know. Yeah. As for this week, we got Dick Knuckle Push with against the Daily Llamas, another team. I love the team. Hate the name. <laughs> hate the name. Love the team. I can't appreciate any bit of it. It's a conundrum. The game. I will the, say wait, that Dick what, Knuckle Push is going to pull it out, a little bit of a squeaker, probably like 160 points to 159.33 points. Okay. That's good. like that. Yeah, we all like it. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, man. We're all on board over here. Cockeyed sucking bowls playing hashtag fantasy lives matter, hashtag blue lives matter, hashtag all lives matter. Hashtag no lives matter. Hashtag banality alive. We know that the cockeyed sucking bowls are going to pull it out probably about 300 points to two points. Whoa, wow. Oh, my God. Goodness. Blow out of the week. Wow. Well, you know that fantasy lives matter. They're playing for next season, so they might not even play a single player. 
They're going to get three points just yeah. for showing up. <laughs> they're just roasting their guys up. <laughs> yep. You're right. Yep. They're getting three points for writing their name down correct. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like a test. Wow. So like it's AC, the SAT. AC, AC. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Tim's Terrific Toes playing Rowdy Raptor Bunch. We all know that Tim's Terrific Toes, they're going to get in there. They're going to wiggle in Rowdy Raptor Bunch's mouth. They're going to... Sh- <laughs> Show up nice and clean and smooth. He might even wax. I heard. Whoa. I heard this from. Not even this just is straight just razor on huh? the internet on the on the boards. Tim Terrific's toes might wax his knuckle toes, and we're, he's going to say that Rowdy Rafter Bunch is going to lose by at least three points. Oh wow, that's going to wow. be tough. That might be a tough wow. loss for the bunch. They don't appreciate it. I know that. No, you're right about that. Yeah, that's something we can't argue with on this that's end. That's right. Blue Water Towers playing the team uh, that has a name that I'd rather not say. Just say this, that Blue Water Towers sucks balls. That's all we know. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah we're, you yeah. know what? That was another thing I wanted to ask you about. It was that, that team name that you won't say, even though you've said the F word and the S word tonight so far. But that... That's a line. That, that is a line you won't cross, cross huh? Crass, I simply crass, do not know how crassly, to say it. Crassly, it's crass got an asterisk in the middle of the name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, what I thought was that was kind of like a, kind of a nod to like uh, you know, you know, like uh, guys that to like nod to watch. in your head. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. Maybe you're right. That you're too. right. I don't know. I don't know. Final matchup. I don't know. I just know that I want Blue Water Tower to just die already. Okay. You hate that team. You just don't like it. it. You don't like that squad. Is it like the Petticoat Junction, like, uh, PTSD that it puts in your mind? I also know that Petticoat Junction has taught us anything. All water towers should be made out of wood. They should not be painted blue. They should be left brown and probably sealed with some sort of clear or semi-clear sealant. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... For all of you people that are looking to make water towers, <laughs> there you good, have it. That's a good point. We hadn't even considered that yet. We're glad Any we... water tower that I've bathed in has been made out of wood, and it's been sealed with some sort of clear or semi-clear ceiling. This is a thing, a subject that I didn't think I was going to want to get into tonight, but I'm in it. We're now is in that it. like why, why? I thought that was just for water, like, you know, to keep reserve water in or something. What are, what are water towers? For, are they, are they, how deep is that Are they water? like just tall baths? Now, you're asking me some sort of question. If this is some sort of tall bath, I don't know. It was a part of my army training. I can't really get into it too much. Hashtag Fantasy Labs Matter. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, the, okay. okay. I, we really just went all over the place there. We really did. I was just curious if water towers or tall baths. And uh, We were just curious how you like took I a bath said, in there. It was a part of my army training. I can't, can't get, get into, into it, it too much. It. I might also be in the CIA. I cannot oh. get into that either. <laughs> you can't be in the Army and the CIA. Yeah, you can do whatever he wants, apparently. Again, with the assumptions, you don't know shit. I'm going to say that I can be in the Army. I can quit the Army. I can join the CIA. I can quit the CIA. And all previous to that, I already had some 
GD oil wells that were profitable as shit, and I am living high on the hog. <laughs> wait, are you? Wait a second. Are you still a part of gov- the government at all? Like I said, can't get into it too much, but absolutely 100%. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you. I have at least one other matchup to talk about. Tell me about it. I have the floor. Okay, you got it. You got it. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. I have the floor. Thank you. Get it. Doug's Lemmings playing the has beens. Don't care about this matchup. Won't even talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we went yeah, through that. Those are two two teams we can care less for as there well. You go. Yeah, we're we're all on the same page there. I 100% agree. Doug Lemmings has gone on a three-game winning streak, which seems like total bullshit. I don't even know if they're playing football or if they're playing football, <laughs> the English version of football, which is with some sort. Toes, Tim's terrific toes, probably be the best team to play that. And the has-beens going on a two-game winning streak. Also don't appreciate that. First in the league, they probably are dicks. Dick knuckle push. Dick knuckle push, you're right. Uh... I wish Dick knuckle push was first in the league. I could appreciate that. At least they're telling you by the name of their team what they believe Religion wise, <laughs> yeah. no, what they want and what they want to do with it. Yeah, they say a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. The has been. They put the two words together. Stupid. Stupid. You're right. No, you're right. Can't even put an avatar up. Uh, well, we appreciate. Well, that's all the time I have. Thank okay. You back Perfect. to your oil wells. Perfect. Go get it. I got to get back to maybe something illegal, maybe something not so illegal. I can't tell you. It's probably got to do with drones. Goodbye. All right, there you there you have it. That He's it. gone. He's gone just like that. He left. He just hung up on us just like that. Perfect. He pinkled us. He really did pinkle us right there. He, <laughs> he just spitting hot fire Holy takes, moly. and then all of a sudden he just hung up on us. Well, I gotta say, I agreed with a lot of things that guy said. I as crazy as he sounded, as yeah, as weird as that phone call was, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. That was yeah, that was good. That guy, I don't know. What was his name? Uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant something something Gibson. <laughs> I, something, yeah. I'm not sure, but man, he really brought it, he really brought some heat. Yeah, that guy, uh, he had a lot of hot takes. He clearly follows the league pretty closely Absolutely. because he's very opinionated on all the teams. Uh, but you know what? All of his predictions and all of his matchup analysis, I had to agree with. I can't even believe I'm saying it. I know he he seemed like he has been uh watching from a distance apparently secretively I mean he could have apparently with all this government access he may know more about stuff than we do you know what there's a good chance that, that guy probably has some type of Edward Snowden type access to the league message board at the very least if not uh some inside access to people's like you know how they he's set been, their lineups he's been and hacking into this league yeah. for years i mean i don't the whole thing was just amazing uh that's a guy that you know i i know he seems pretty 
Well, number one, he seems like an eccentric, crazy millionaire. Yeah, he's billionaire. He's just kind of hanging out by himself, sipping on the holy water. <laughs> yeah, sipping on <laughs> drilling oil. Wouldn't you think that guy would drink something a little bit? We're up scaling Bud Light. Like, he got mad that I called him called him a blue collar worker. Yeah, he is drinking Bud Light. Bud Light. Yet he is also a millionaire. Hundred million dollars in his yeah. bank account, but yet he's <laughs> sipping on a Bud Light. <laughs> that like a common a- man. <laughs> that adds up to me. I'm not sure. I don't know oh, what no, that no. means, but uh, it's weird. <clears throat> we're gonna have to try to get that guy in the studio. That was pretty I incredible. Yeah, we're gonna have to get that guy to come back in. Uh, that was that was exciting. Uh, I wanna I wanna get into uh, some cold hard facts with you. I wanna try and uh, ask you some hard questions, the tough questions. Um, we uh, we we're, we're gonna get into this. It's Friday. It's been a long week. But I want I want to hit you with some tough questions here. I want to try and uh, get your opinion on some of the tougher issues that are going on in this league right now. I'm listening. Are you ready? I'm, let's do it. Are you excited? Yeah, that guy's got me fired up. Uh, <laughs> this guy, he's a military guy. He's clearly got some drill sergeant experience or something. I don't yeah, know. That guy. Yeah, anyway, this guy's got me fired up. Let's do it. All right, so question number one. Do the MFers have what it takes to make the playoffs? Can they make a push to make the playoffs? Will they make the playoffs? Listen, this team's going to give it everything they've got. Everything they've got. But because uh, because of this Evans trade, the MFers will miss out on the playoffs this year. I'm going to have to reverse what my prediction was Man. earlier this season. I unfortunately don't think the MFers are going to make the playoffs. Wow. Okay, you heard it here first. There it is. I just can't do it. Mark it down. Speaking of Doug's Lemmings, is David Johnson and the newly acquired Mike Evans enough for the Doug's Lemmings not only to make the playoffs, but to make a push to the championship this season? You know, this guy, these two guys are the Cisco Niebert of this league. They're giving him two thumbs up. This guy, this guy may have the firepower just like the Blue Water Tower did last season. Is it any coincidence that these guys traded to, you know, make this happen? I don't know. You put the, you know, put it together yourself. Maybe we should call the lieutenant back. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think he has a legitimate chance at this point, to possibly make a push, but you know, it's all I haven't dug into this too deep yet. But, uh, you know, it's going to depend on it's not going to depend on the matchups that those guys have, it depends on some of those other players. That's why we weren't high on this team, is because it wasn't very deep. You know, Absolutely. That, that was my Absolutely. issue with this team earlier this season. But, you know, those teams, ex, you know, strengthened this team so significantly that they may be deep enough now to make a pretty significant push, uh, depending on some of the matchups of those secondary players that they have, you know, dancing around. I agree with you. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how how the dynamic of this team changes with the addition of Evans. And you have David Johnson. He had a couple pickups. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Marcus Mariota's playing well for him. So it'll be interesting to see how riding how, him like Cam. That's right. Uh, question number three. Speaking of three, can the Hasbins three peat this year? <clears throat> I'm going to have to go with a big fat no on this one. Um, you know, uh, just taking a look here, this Hasbins team. 
they've not had to overperform in any fashion. You know, number one, they've got a they've got a lot of easy games that they've been able to win. In past years, they would just completely dominate teams. It wasn't even close to any of the ga- any of the games they're playing. There are too many good competitive teams that have lined themselves up to make significant playoff pushes at this point. I think this Rowdy Raptor bunch has a very, very good chance uh, to to win it all this year. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say, I think this Doug's Lemmings teams might have put themselves in a position to make a playoff push. Uh, as much as it pains me to say that, uh, they may be in a position uh, to absolutely make a push and uh, score big, you know, when it counts. Question number four, and this goes to the fourth-ranked team in the league right now. Are the Dick Knuckle Push in trouble right now? Things are looking real shaky in that camp. Uh, This is a team that I'm not sure at this point. You know, when you play as tough of a schedule that this team plays... It, it's it's like what like this Tim's you know the Toes team played earlier this year or the MF team played earlier this year where like they were just playing every team on their best week. This is exactly what has happened to the Dick Knuckle Bush team. Three out of their four losses have been to a team that has scored the high point within that week in the league. Number one, and then number two, uh, you know this team has had the most points scored against them. Period. Per anybody, other other owner, any other team in this league throughout the entire season, does this team have the strength? They're going to make it to the playoffs. I am confident that this team will make it to the playoffs. They have a fairly soft schedule here going out, and it keeps being made softer uh, by some of these owners selling out to you know prepare for next year. So yes, will this team make the playoffs? Yes, absolutely, I think so. A play, you know, a championship push that is highly questionable. If they catch fire, yes. If not, you know, it all it all relies on Lashawn McCoy right now. Okay, number five. Going into number five with five weeks left. We have some teams here, you know, basically in the standings four through seven right now are all pretty much right together. Who gets left out? Only one, only, only three out of those four teams can make the playoffs. Who gets left out right now? You got seven teams. All biting for the six spots. Who gets left out? I know you said the MFers earlier are in trouble to make the playoffs. Do you think that they're going to be the ones that are left out at the end of this season? I got to say, the, I think this is hard to say. This is tough. This is tough. I, I, I can't even be for sure about this right now. It, it, here's the two teams it comes down to. This is honestly the two teams it comes down to. The Dick Knuckle Push, they have a soft enough schedule going out from right from here on out to, to realistically just make the playoffs. This is going to come down to the Daily Llamas and the MFers. That, that's who this comes down to because I think the Lemmings have the firepower now to make it. That's honestly what's going to happen. You know, we were high on this, on this Llamas team, but... I'm not sure they, you know, how long does this this Falcon party last? How long, you know, how how consistent can these teams be? 
So that's what it's going to ride on. And I'm going to have to start at the top here. Hasbins are in. Bulls are in. Bunch are in. I think the knuckle push, skate in just barely. This Lemmings team will unfortunately be in. And then it comes down to the Llamas and the MFers. And then, you know what? I got to be honest. I think the Llamas are going to ride this this Falcon party to the end. I think they're going to make it to the playoffs. I think this MFers team is unfortunately just going to – they're just – the schedule was too tough. The odds were too stacked against this team. Well, I'm glad you bring up the De La Llamas because that was, that was question number six. How far can the Falcons take the Daily Llamas? Can they take them into the playoffs in a deeper run into the playoffs to a championship Sunday? Uh, can this team overcome some of the things that have happened in the past and ride the Falcons? Matt Ryan, you know, Julio Jones picked up Sanu. Can, how far can he ride the Falcons? Can he get him to the championship? Well, you know, I got to say that schedule from here on out is pretty attractive for them. You know, that Falcon schedule. So, you know, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty intriguing, you know, the, the way they've set themselves up. Uh, but I will say uh, it, it, there can't be a party every day. There cannot be a party every day. So, you know, uh, I, what I what I think is, is that uh, – this this Falcons team has enough for them to get into the playoffs, but they don't have enough for them to make a deep push. It's just not going to happen. They cannot spread that ball out enough. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if this if the rest of the team uh, for the Llamas is deep enough. Yes, they just traded for uh, Todd Gurley, but we talked about that. We don't necessarily know that that's enough. You know. Latavius Murray, Jarvis Landry are kind of up and down. Uh, Brandon Cooks, depending on who Drew Brees decides to throw the ball to, can be tough. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Llamas are going to do riding the Falcons. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to do some playoff projections. And then we're going to get into some week nine predictions. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. If that doesn't get you pumped up, I don't know what will. Welcome back to the podcast after that short little break. Uh, I am Robert Trey Mason. With me, Dean Tiki Barber. Always. Always Always. here. He's always to my left. It's a beautiful thing. Let's get in to some playoff predictions. We're in week nine. Five weeks left, including this week. Right, right, right. Six teams make the playoffs. It's... It's so close right now. It's crazy. I mean, you could see teams bouncing all over the place. you got seven teams right now basically playing for six spots. Well, and the trade deadline isn't even over yet. There are things that still could still happen. Absolutely. I mean, things could still happen. We don't even know. Like, we're pre- I, my prediction is nothing happens the rest of the season. But you know what? Something could still happen that could shake this league and could really make just the, you know just the same way that this Evans trade wasn't really talked about. This thing, in my opinion, is sh- is going to shake this league. 
you know, this is going to have huge implications for the rest of the season, and nobody's even mentioned this trade. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think that we are still yet to see the last of, of some things happen in this league. I think you may see some more, like, minor uh, trades made possibly uh, or just even some pickups that could, could change some, some of the landscapes. Um, but let's talk about some playoff predictions. Let's get a little crazy here. Let's get a little wild. It's Friday night. Let's do something crazy here. Yeah. Uh, give me your top six teams. Who do you think gets seated where in the top six? Let's let's get crazy. Let's let's hear all what right. you think is going to happen. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So here here's my prediction: is that I think. This is hard. Okay, this is really tough. One or two is really tough for me because I really think it could be the Rowdy Raptor Bunch or the Hasbins. I really like this Rowdy Raptor Bunch squad, but I think the Hasbins are probably going to pull this out because if they come, if it really comes down to it, and these two teams are tied at the very end, that that Hasbins team will have the point total of them more than likely. Absolutely, they're going to have the point total on them. So more than likely, this Hasbins team will be in first place. But what I'm seeing is a Rowdy Raptor bunch and a Hasbins team. One and two, okay? So I think more than likely we're going to see a Hasman's team in the one spot and a Rowdy Raptor Bunch in the two spot. So there are your two buy teams. Right. When we The first roll, two teams will get buys. Yes. Yeah, so when we roll into the playoffs, we're going to talk about who's getting buys. It's going to be the Rowdy Raptor Bunch and it's going to be the Hasman's. Now, when it really comes down to it here is that first week when things really going to matter, when people are going to really pick up some momentum, then, then what we're going to be looking at I think there's a really good chance that we see this Dick Knuckle Push team because of point total. You know, I think this Lemmings team may be on a roll right now. This may continue, and we may see this roll into the into the playoffs a little bit. But I don't think you're going to be putting enough points to. Uh, but the thing is, okay, so they're not going to be putting enough points to tie. Even tie the Dick Knuckle Push. But the thing is, is that Dick Knuckle Push schedule is also pretty soft here towards the end of the right, season, right? Right. right? So, yeah. like, even if those two tie, I think the Dick Knuckle Push is in the third place spot. I see this, uh, uh, I see this Cockeyed Sucking Bulls team completely tanking. I, I think if they maybe win one more game for the rest of the season, it'll be a miracle. But you know what? They've pulled off a lot of miracles so far this season. That's very true. We didn't expect them to be where they are right now. Right. So, uh, you know, there's a good chance they're going to be in the playoffs. But I really see it's going to be one Hasbins, two Rowdy Rafter Bunch, three Dick Knuckle Push, four Doug's Lemmings, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. And then we're talking talking about Cockeyed Sucking Bulls and the Daily Llamas. So and that's, that's it, your, right? That, would be your that's top a, that six. rounds out my six. That would be your top six. That rounds out my six. But man, it is such it's it's so impossible to put some of these teams in, you know, like I, I can't place them. I can't place this team. Right. I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, right now you have four, five, and six all tied at four and four. You know, after this week you got the well, you have the knuckle push and the llamas playing each other. So somebody's gonna be five and four, the other one's gonna be four and five. Doug's Lemmings put right. up a great performance last night. They look like they could possibly beat the Hasbins this week, which yeah, that, would kind of uh, shake things up a little bit because they would be five and four as well. The Hasbins would be six and three, 
Looks like the Sucking Bulls may lose this week, or they could win. So they could be seven and two or six and three. The Rowdy Rafter bunch are projected to win this week. They're playing the Triple T's, who have kind of sold their team off. So they could be six and three. So you're looking at a real big jumble between the top three spots and then the bottom three spots. Yeah, it's going to be a real mess. Um, you know, it's going to be a real gumbo of teams. Uh, you know, we're not sure what to expect, but um, I do know that this Doug's Lemmings team is unfortunately on a big old big old tear right now. And uh this guy is really going to shake up the playoffs. I'm very scared about what's gonna happen with this guy. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna give you my top six. I'm gonna give you I'm my I'm ready for this. Let me know where they stand in your mind. I am excited to hear because you know what you know, all of us have our own predictions, but you know what? You're a real insider. I'm really anxious to hear where you're going to put your one through six on this here's, on this league. Here's my one through six. I, I think you were correct in your one and two. I think the has been just based on points. I mean, they've scored a lot of points early in this season. So I think unless they do have a tough schedule for the rest of this year, uh, but I think based on points, unless like the Rowdy Rafter Bunch wins out, and the Hasmans somehow stumble. I think the Hasmans take the number one spot with the Rowdy Rafter Bunch in the two spot. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with the Knuckle Push just because of their point value, unless for some reason they happen to continue to stumble. It's looking rough. It, yeah, it's been rough the last couple of weeks, but I still think that that team has the pieces to continue to win. And like you talked about before, their schedule's a little bit weaker for the rest of the year, so I think that's right. an advantage for right. them. Right. So I think they would be the number three seed. I'm going to put the Doug's Lemmings in the four slot, which is crazy because a couple yeah. weeks ago we're talking about this guy needing to trade away his team for next year, and now we're talking right. about him being in the four spot. Well, when you get some help from the Blue Water Tower, you know, when you're all taking a bath in the water tower together, that's right. and uh, somebody's, you know, lending their hand to you, you know, underneath the water, it, uh, you know, really changes your season. Puts a real grin on your face. Yeah, I, I'm going to put him in the four spot, even though I I don't like it. I don't still don't understand it, but I think that with his ability to have Mike Evans, David Johnson, some of the other pieces, I think he's going to be in the four seed. I'm going to put the Sucking Bulls in the five spot because their, their schedule's tough the rest of the way, and... Uh, We've seen some weird trades that he's made. Um, he's not really projected to win any game from here on out. I don't know how the rest of the season is going to end, but I think he's done enough early in the year. Uh, he'll be the five seed. Interesting. It, and I'm going to put the MFers there in the sixth spot. Yes. I like the I daily, love it. I like the Daily Llamas, but I think that the MFers are starting to find themselves. Yeah. And yeah. starting yeah. to get what they've wanted out of this season and start moving in a direction uh, that they're going to start putting up some point totals and they're going to start winning. Uh, they should win this week, which would put them at four and five. Right. Um, you know, then you look at in the next week, they're playing Doug's Lemmings, which will be a tough matchup. But I still think that that can be a winnable game. Then they play the has who are in bye week hell. 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of their players on a bye. And, and it may not even matter for them at that point, so they may not even do much, and the trade deadline will be over with. Absolutely. Then they go back and they play the Sucking Bulls, which will be well, that could be a tough game. It could be a well, win. You never, you never know never with the know. Bulls. But and I then, have to say, I'm guessing soft game. And then what I'm excited for, which could be the game of the year, could be the biggest game of the season, is the Llamas playing the MFers in Week 13, which could basically be their season, the finals. Yeah, right. basically predict wh- wh- who's going to make the playoffs. And who and could there be anything exciter? And this is what this is why I love this league. Is there could be anything more exciting than two teams laying it on the line at the very end of the season, the last week of the season, to see who's going to eke it into the playoffs? I love that business. Absolutely, I think that's going to be probably the most exciting game that we're going to be looking forward to from here on out uh, with those two teams playing each other in week 13. Uh, But let's talk about week nine. A lot of things can happen here in week nine. Uh, Since we're doing the podcast tonight on Friday, we've had some game, you know, we had last night's game already played. So we do have some scores already. Um, You know, you talk about the the knuckle push and uh, some of the, Troubles they've had playing against teams, you know they're playing the David Llamas this week, who uh, is riding that Falcons team and uh, unbelievable put up huge numbers last night. Got 88 points out of the Falcons basically in Tampa Bay's right. tight end. Um, <laughs> and right now, uh, the knuckle push is projected to lose by 10 points. But what I will say is, Drew Brees is playing against a terrible 49ers defense. You know, um, right. Forte's playing against a bad Miami defense. Le'Veon Bell is playing against a suspect Baltimore defense. Right. Um, you know, he he has some matchups um, that I well, think. You got Riddick going against a Minnesota defense that actually somehow gave up a bunch of points last Absolutely. week, too. So, you know what? It, there are some things that could potentially be in the favor, potentially. But you know what? Uh, it's going to take a real effort from the knuckle push here. And this Absolutely. Could be, this could be, uh, you know, not devastating for his season, but could, this could be, could be devastating for his ego, that's for sure. Absolutely. It could be It could be tough to bounce back from, um, you know, if he loses this game, that'll be four in a row. That's going to be tough to come back from, especially this late in the season. But if you look at the Daily Llamas, got some tough matchups. You know, Murray's going against the Denver defense. Um, you know, I... Gurley's going against Carolina, who is good against the run for the most part. Right, uh, right. Brandon Cooks is going against San Francisco, which so you think, you he, know. He might have a good game there. Well, you never know. You never know because Drew Brees spreads the ball out so much you just don't know. And it's kind right. of a catch-22. You know, you, you want Drew Brees to do very well for the knuckle push. But on the other side of things, the knuckle push says, well, do whatever you can, but don't throw it to Cooks. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I will say every point Cooks is scoring, just Brees is also scoring there. So, you know, I, I, you know my opinion, uh, the knuckle push has the advantage in that situation Absolutely. because Breeze is going to be the one throwing the ball the whole time. It doesn't necessarily have to be thrown to Cooks. And once again, I'd like to point this out, is that the Llamas, have the if things stay like they are, they will be scoring the highest point total in the week again. Absolutely, against the knuckle push again against the knuckle push. Somebody scoring the highest point total in the league against that team. Absolutely, it's going to be tough right now. It's projected the llamas are going to win. Uh, 
but I love the knuckle push. I think the knuckle push is somehow going to win because I think he's going to get a couple big performances out of team, uh, a, a couple of his players um, that he hasn't gotten in the last couple weeks, and I think he's going to pull out a win here. Uh, Gosh, we hope so. Let's move on to the uh, sucking bulls playing Fantasy Lives Matter. Um, you know, Fantasy Lives Matter has basically shipped his team off. Yeah, but Gurley. he's projected to win this game. Absolutely. Traded Gurley. Traded Devontae Adams. Uh, this this is a testament to how this Bulls team has just severely mismanaged this season. Absolutely. It. I mean, if you look at the team, it's a completely different team than what he had before. T.Y. Hilton, gone. Troy Pryor, who we thought was the best pickup of the year. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it still stands to be that way. I mean, if you're going to like... You know, if somebody, regardless of someone's trading them away, right. it, what's the best pickup? Prior, easily. Right. Frank Gore, gone. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, gone. gone. Brandon Marshall, gone. gone. Uh, you know, so he, it's basically a completely different lineup. Now he does possibly get Big Ben back. I don't know how healthy Big Ben's going to be. Uh, you know, Golden Tate's kind of up and down. Duke Johnson for Cleveland is going to be playing a tough Dallas team. Uh, I, do, I just don't yeah. see the Sucking Bulls winning this game. And yeah. unfortunately, that 23, again, point, that 23 point projection for Rossiple are pretty generous. Yeah, I, you absolutely. Know, you know, I, I see this probably being a big bell game. Just to keep the pressure yeah. off Roethlisberger, that's Absolutely. my guess. But, I mean, what do I know? Well, and once again, we see in this league that if you trade your team away, you're going to start winning. <laughs> that's the, true. The, the Bulls <laughs> have traded their team away, right. and they're sitting 6-2. and two. Yeah. Yes triple, means no, triple, and no means yes <laughs> in this league. The Triple T's have traded away two top picks. Yes. Uh, and ha, uh, Fingers mean toes, and toes means Absolutely. fingers for that Tim's Terrific Toes team. That's all <laughs> Fantasy that, right? Lives Matter trades away his players, and he's projected to win this week. I don't get it. Uh, now, the MFers are playing the Blue Water Tower. Obviously, we're going to go with the MFers here. Right. He's already got 40 points on the board uh, with uh, Winston going, which is surprising. Um, I gotta I say, mean, anybody Brady, against Brady's the blue, blue Water Tower at this point, I gotta give them the point. I mean, absolutely. I have to say, a win for the Blue Water po- Water Tower at this point is just making it over a hundred points. Yeah, just I mean, score over a hundred or more. I guess we call that a spirit win. Yeah, spirit victory. <laughs> just if get they score a spirit over win. That's all we're asking. Yeah, I mean, I they got you know the MFers got forty points on the board already. They're projected to win. Uh, I. I don't see this being very close. I think the MFers win and continue to make that playoff push that I uh, had talked about earlier. I think the real matchup this week, uh, we're going to save that one for last, actually. Uh, but we're going to go into the Roddy Rafter Bunch playing playing against that Triple T's team that's traded away McCoy, traded away Antonio Brown, actually traded away Antonio Brown to the Roddy Rafter Bunch, and he plays them this week. Uh, the Roddy Rafter Bunch projected to score 151 points. Somehow the Triple T's got 16 points out of their kicker, which is unbelievable. Uh, but it looks like the rest of the team probably isn't going to do much. Yeah, that's a real has-beens move, going with the double-digit kicker yeah, points. Absolutely. It was a real has-beens move, but I got to say, I, things are not looking good for this Triple T's team. And uh, you know what? I'm, you know, this right after bunch continues to stay strong. And this owner, you got to give it to this owner because he is – you know, wheeled and dealed his way to the top this season. Absolutely. He looks poised to get a victory this week. Uh, could be real big for him. Uh, now the matchup of the week. 
Uh, Doug's Lemmings going against the Hasbens. Uh, Doug's Lemmings gets a huge performance out of the newly acquired Mike Evans. 38 points get out of 38 town. 38 points out of Mike Evans. Uh, mostly out of the garbage disposal of the game. <laughs> yes. Basically. The same that thing came the from. lieutenant was talking about earlier. This guy just, this guy plays in the garbage disposal. He likes to run around in circles in the garbage disposal, chomping up that food that nobody wanted. And this guy is just disgusting. And uh, you know what? The, lim- the lemmings are going to be eliminating off of this one. Absolutely. I I will say somehow this game, I still think this game's going to be close. You have Ezekiel Elliott going against a terrible Cleveland defense. True. Aaron Rodgers is going against a bad Indianapolis truth, defense. Truth. Truth. Uh, truth. Somehow uh, I think that Brandon Marshall going against Miami will be a good. He could matchup. have a big day. You no. know, playing in Miami is tough. It really is tough because most of these teams at this point are playing in cold weather situations, and they go down to Miami and sweat their ass off, and people are throwing their guts up. And we saw it happen to the Steelers earlier this year. You just playing in Miami, you just never know what's going to happen. But you know what? Uh, I think Marshall could have a big game here. Could absolutely have a big game. And you know what? I think the, the Lemmings shouldn't be uh, resting so easy on their laurels at this point. Absolutely. I mean, yes, getting the 38 points from one of your players is great, but I still think that uh, it's going to take a lot to beat the Hasbins. We've seen it in the past. The Hasbins always seem to push the right buttons, plug in the right players to score a bunch of points and, and somehow get wins. So it'll be interesting to see. I think this is the matchup of the week. Most definitely. Uh, excited, to, excited to see how that score uh, ends up. I'm excited to see what this week's going to end up. Um, it's it's going to be nice to uh, to see how it shapes up after Should this week. Should be a sexy week. Absolutely. Um, we appreciate you listening. Enjoy your weekend of fantasy. Uh, we will see you next week for a, uh, another edition of the podcast. Have a good if you night. guys know the words, sing it. Here it comes. Ready? Let's go. Come on. I'm not a poet.